Be still and know God is here. Be still and know God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Happy Epiphany! Our gospel lesson we just heard today is one of the most well-known stories in the Bible. We read it each year on this feast day, and we try to glean from it a new sense of how God is revealing God's self, God's love, and God's purpose for our lives. And most often, you will hear sermons that focus on the three kings, We use the three kings as symbols of God's expansive love and underscore that the visit of these magi represents the many cultures and lands that God will touch through the love of Jesus the Christ. But tucked in this story is another story, woven into the text this morning, one that I think calls to us here in this community, one that may invite us even deeper into a conversation about Trinity's future and the path we seem to be choosing for the days ahead. But before we enter that other story, I want you to listen to once again the words of a well-known poem, Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other, just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, In leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I marked the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that, has made all the difference. All right, so now on to our story. Sit back and listen to this version of this story I think is tucked into our gospel story. This is a story of not three, but two kings. The first king lived in a lavish palace and was surrounded by advisors and scribes and servants. His kingdom grew as his armies conquered and captured people. He built great fortresses, waterways, and theaters. The people in his kingdom called him Herod the Great. But the Roman authorities elsewhere in the empire simply called him the king of the Jews. Now there was a second king. The second king lived in a small rural hillside not very far away from the first king. His birth was in a manger, 
and it drew shepherds from their flocks and angels from heaven. We meet him as an infant, small and vulnerable. And yet, from the beginning, something in this baby, this king, is different. The story of his birth marks a moment of hope and points towards the potential of God's coming reign. His family called him Jesus. But the angel Gabriel, upon appearing to Mary, his mother, had called him king of the Jews. This is the story of two kings, one who ruled by fear and the other who ruled by love. One who embodied tyranny, the other who embodied compassion. One whose leadership was based in the authority of the empire, the other in the authority of a god of love, reconciliation, compassion, and justice. This is indeed a story of two kings. Matthew's gospel tells us about both kings. When the magi from the east come to King Herod, telling him about a star rising on the horizon and the birth of an infant king, Matthew tells us that Herod was frightened and trembled. He quickly devises a plot to kill this child, asking the Magi to go find the baby and then to tell him exactly where to go. He lies to them, saying that he wishes to also worship the king of the Jews. The truth is that he likes that title for himself, thank you very much, and will go to just about any length to keep it for himself. The story of the Magi themselves is one that has been altered and adapted throughout history. While we know them as the figures in our nativity scenes, three men, often seen as representations of Gentile communities from the East, truth is, Scripture provides no distinguishing characteristics whatsoever in the Gospel. He says only that they are from the East. He does not even give us an actual number, only that there is more than one. They have been watching the sky, and when a star appears and begins to move, they leave their communities to follow it. They enter a foreign land, looking for the Messiah whose birth is announced by this strange celestial symbol. They, like the shepherds in the field, are watchers. And with their eyes glued to the horizon, they begin a long journey. But remember, this is a story of two kings. The ancient world celebrated power much in the same way we do today. Herod's kingship, his political authority, was confirmed and accepted not only by the Roman state, but also by his own subjects. His influence was a worldly one. And both of the names that he was given, King Herod and King of the Jews, illustrate how truly powerful he was. He was a rich man with that symbol of success. But Herod was a tyrant, and he was the very type of king that Jesus would warn about in his adult ministry. Herod is a symbol of the principalities and powers that the coming reign of God is meant to subvert and challenge, and eventually destroy. Ultimately, the Magi had a choice to make, a choice between two kings. Ultimately, the Magi had to decide what road to take when it came to leave after their visit. 
Their instructions were to go directly back to Herod and make a full report. But here in Matthew, we get one of the most beautiful and simple verses of the entire passage. After the Magi worship the child Jesus and present him with their gifts, we are told they left for their own country by another way. The Magi, it seems, took the road less traveled, and indeed that did make all the difference. So powerful must have been that first vision of the Christ, the incarnate God that we celebrate today at Epiphany, that the Magi altered their entire course. Rather than go back to Herod as they had been instructed to the king whose power was affirmed by an entire empire, they quietly, and I believe, courageously chose another route, another direction for the rest of their lives. I wonder what they had to risk to reject the power and prestige of the ruling world. How were they changed as they made the decision to embrace the vulnerable, indescribable love of this baby? This is the story of two kings. But it's not just the story of two kings, is it? It's also a story for us, and maybe even about us. Isn't it a story when seen through the filter of the road not taken, also an invitation to remember that we too have choices about who and how we live as Christians every day? We are at an important crossroads as we begin this new year of ministry together here at Trinity. In many ways, I think we too will be asked time and time again, which king do we want to follow? How will we make choices in this ministry together? What will we be willing to risk in order to embrace who God is calling us to be in this time and this place? My prayer for us in this season of Epiphany is that we will seek out ways to move ever more deeply into being courageous and faithful disciples and followers of the King of Love. There is no shortage of ways to do that every day. Sign up to host a February pop-up dinner. Open your home and get to know people in this community. Spend some time downstairs and next to new on a Monday or a Thursday. You will be changed by the guests who come to the shop. Come to our midweek Eucharist at 12.10 on Wednesdays. Yes, this is a shameless plug for everything we do here. But these are ways. These are ways to step into how we can serve the King of Love. So come to our midweek Eucharist and hear how God is changing our lives. Help us on Sunday mornings when we serve 60, 70, 80 guests in the community our free breakfast every Sunday upstairs at 9 o'clock. Join the choir. Join a committee, a commission, a worship guild. Volunteer in the office. And if all of that doesn't float your boat, just look outside of these doors. Find something in the city of Toledo that stirs your heart so that you can get interested, maybe even a little irate, and then be a force for good 
in this wider community. Each and every one of these is simply an invitation to follow the King of Love, who wants us to follow and to embrace and inhabit and then share that love. And every day, we are like the Magi, standing at a crossroad, deciding which road to take, which king to worship, and what path to lead us home. May these days be embraced and unwrapped as gifts from God. May we trust that the road not taken just may reveal the gift of new life. May we have courage to let go of anything that keeps us from choosing the King of Peace. And may we offer all we have and all we are on this journey. For my friends, that will indeed make all the difference. Happy New Year. May it be so.